0: Welcome to the Longleaf Podcast. This is episode 11 and I'm your host Andrew Dunn, founder and publisher of Longleaf Politics. Today we're talking about the Innovative School District that just welcomed students for the first time at Southside Ashpole Elementary School in Robeson County. To get you up to speed, the Innovative School District was created by the General Assembly a few years back to help turn around consistently underperforming schools The idea is to pull a few of these schools around the state out of their traditional public school district and have them report up to a new superintendent. This superintendent then selects a charter school operator to put some new practices in place. Southside Ashpole is the first and only school in this program this year. Uh, It's a little complicated, so bear with me. The Innovative School District is operated by a nonprofit called Achievement for All Children. That nonprofit is partnering with a nonprofit network called Team CFA, which operates a little bit more than a dozen charter schools around North Carolina, and they're running Southside together. We're talking today with two people who are deeply involved with this process. The first is former representative Rob Bryan, who wrote the legislation setting up the Innovative School District, and now sits on the board of Achievement for All Children. Our second guest is Tony Helton, the CEO of Team CFA. Before we get to the interview, though, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Indivius. Indivius is an app that helps get you outside your filter bubble and talk with people about issues important nationally, statewide, and if you're here in Charlotte, locally as well. Indivius is spelled I-N-D-I-V-I-U-S and available on the Apple App Store. Now, on to the interview.
1: The Senate will come to order. Sergeant Arms will close the doors members and we'll go to their seats
0: rob Bryan and tony helton thank you so much for joining me on the longleaf podcast today great to be here thank you for having us i wanted to start with you rob so in the legislature why did you feel like the innovative school district was worth a shot you know there's uh interesting
2: history for me as a former teach for america teacher i get their monthly magazine maybe and um Got a magazine one month that actually talked about the achievement school district in Tennessee. My mom is actually from Memphis, and they were doing it in Memphis. Well, her best friend was a high school principal out there, and so it triggered for me um, when I saw it. I was like, "Wow, this looks really interesting." And and frankly, I'd watched what had happened in New Orleans as well when they had a hurricane blow through and had to rethink how are we how are we doing in these schools? They had had a load of schools that had been struggling. And, you know, they were able to bring a ton of charters in and and, and sort of hit the reset button. And, um, you know, North Carolina schools are in much better shape, generally speaking, but we still had a load, a very high number, as you've seen, I'm sure, from even the data we pulled, of of really underperforming schools where kids weren't getting the best opportunity um, to really get a quality education. And I felt like this is a way to, to, to... and, and, you know, you got to work on your community buying as much as you can, but to create a totally new opportunity and chance for these kids by saying, hey, let's hit the reset button and do something totally different.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, I've, I've covered schools in Charlotte pretty extensively for a number of years, and it seems like every, uh, you know, through the traditional channels, every superintendent comes in with a new program uh, uh, asking for a new pot of money. And, uh, you know, some of these schools are just kind of consistently – stuck underperforming so this the reset uh, philosophy makes sense to me now tony um how long have you been involved with charter schools in north carolina
1: i've been involved with the charter schools since 2000 i was lucky enough to be a classroom teacher Uh, one of the great experiences of my life um, at thomas jefferson classical academy one of the top uh, not just performing schools in north carolina but uh, in the country uh, out, out in the country, we're out in rural America, and so I just really have enjoyed being involved with education and school choice. And to be frank, I coached uh, football with, with kids in a traditional high school before that uh, and have been involved with education
0: in some aspect all my life. So students just came back to Southside Asheville for the first time as part of the Innovative School District. Tony, uh, did, did parents who walked in for the first day, did they see any obvious changes uh, with, with the changeover to the ISD?
1: Well, I think there are a lot of obvious changes. But first, I want to say how welcome uh, everyone was made uh, to feel for uh, being in Robinson County. The town where Southside Ashpole is is rolling, North Carolina, a little, little town with about 1,500 population. And uh, their slogan is a town of over a thousand friends. And we felt like that from the beginning. So we really felt welcome. Uh, There were huge changes uh, in the school. The building is a wonderful building built in the 1950s and added on to in the 70s. Uh, It was certainly cleaned and updated and was in good shape to start with. But the difference was uh, there was a new staff. Uh, About four of the uh, previous school staff uh, stayed and were rehired. Uh, but there's new teachers almost in every classroom, new administrator, so glad to have Bruce Major on board. Bruce, uh, a great educator that uh, uh, really cut his teeth uh, on another great charter school in Charlotte, Sugar Creek, uh, worked there and did a great job, had a rousing endorsement from the folks there. And uh, I guess the most noticeable thing, though, that they saw the first day was the schools uh, had changed and the uh, students were in uniforms, uh, sharp uh, royal blue shirts and khaki pants and uh, all the kids seemed to be excited that was something that uh, aac decided to step up and do and purchase three sets of uniforms for every student uh, at Roland, so we could kind of reset to a more academic atmosphere
0: what was the recruiting pitch to get some of these new administrators and new teachers to come give this a shot
1: well, as you know, uh, there's a teacher shortage. I think uh, the Robinson County School System need to hire about 150 new teachers uh, across the state line in Dillon. They needed about 100 new teachers, and obviously we had 24 spots to fill. Uh, we did advertise. We did talk about what we're going to do, how it's going to be different. A lot of people were drawn to us the same reason they're drawn to teaching. That's a, a mission to serve and help educate the next generation of American citizens. We're also teachers were drawn to our curriculum, you know, core knowledge, uh, core knowledge, language arts, uh, Eureka math, which is the American version of Singapore math and and teaching core virtues was something that that teachers really wanted to do. Uh, They wanted to be there and really be able to teach uh, in an atmosphere that had a high academic bar, but gave every tool possible to the students so they could reach and and come over top of that academic bar.
0: Now, this question could really be for either of you. but what are schools that are part of the Innovative School District, what are they able to do that traditional public schools are not able to do?
2: Concept generally is, you know, you, a, a, a charter management organization is brought in. So they effectively run like a charter school, but they do continue to work on the, you know, on the district um, transportation plan um there there are some more flexibilities although you know depending on the district some districts have some more flexibilities now um and and tony could speak to some of those things like an extended day to make sure we get the 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 maximum time to to, for those kids to have to reach their academic potential Um, you know we don't have all the some of those other sort of typical bureaucratic layers that are layered into a district school you know, aren't there anymore, which is um, hopefully keeps, you know, the principal and the teachers with, um, you know, more emphasis on are, are our kids getting where we need them to get, not am I checking the right
1: box. And I'll chime in too. Um, Rob's really covered it well. The the charter-like flexibility, I think, is a key. Uh, we could indeed pick our own curricula that we thought was the right uh, – ones to use and, and do away with all other things. We did extend the school day. Uh, we believe that the school day was put in place, uh, frankly, for uh, a work week instead of instead of for the students. What I mean was the, the average work week is 40 hours. Well, uh, then you back out lunch and you back out change time and restroom time and suddenly uh, you're down to maybe four or four hours and 15 minutes of academic time and and maybe if you're lucky, another hour of, of non-academic, but, but core classes like PE or music or art or band. Um, we just felt like we needed more time. So the school day at Southside Ashpole is 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. for the students. And each and every day, those students uh, have the uh, recommended time in every subject by the curriculum we're using. They also have every day music or art class with the music or art teacher every day they have pe class every day we can't forget these are these are young people they're five or eleven or twelve years old uh they've got to have time to get their energy out and and exercise and we believe that pe and music and art uh are are as important as the other uh subjects of the school so it's really nice to be able to have that little longer day The teachers uh, come in at 7.30 and leave at 4.30. They have a 45-hour work week. If you poll most teachers, they'll tell you that that they work more than 45 hours anyway. So that has been embraced by our staff. And another decision we decided to make uh, specifically in this community is that we would not have homework, that we would take care of our work at school. So it's it's important what we're doing, and it's important that we have the flexibility to do it a little differently uh, because if you keep doing things exactly the same way, you're going to get exactly the same results and that's not the results we
0: want. That's a great point. And man, I sure wish my third grader had PE every day. That would, that would be tremendous. I'm sure you'd love that too. Now, why do you think, why do y'all think some school districts like Durham and, and Johnson County were scared of being a part of something like this?
2: I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in to say, I, I think whenever, you know, if, if, if I understand. We all understand this. If you're sort of the the, the district leadership, the sort of feel like the, the community ownership for your schools, you never want to feel like you can't get it done, you know, for your own community. I mean, I understand the the natural, I think, impulse system. you know, we can do this. We, we can get it better. And um, it's unfortunate in that, you know, to, to, to the point, if you've seen a school five years in a row where the kids are just really not getting the opportunity you know our hope is and i think tony can answer this but i think we've seen this in, in roland where they've embraced it more that, that you would say you know what especially if you're a district that has multiple schools that are really struggling we're coming in to take one school to try to help you know make an impact in one school with one set of kids in you know a certain you know uh district cut up neighborhoods right and um but but i think i think the struggle is often you know we feel like we can get it better ourselves if you'll just give us some more money we'll fix it and i think you know the, unfortunately that's not a good long term solution we got to be more creative with the dollars we have to try to get better opportunities doesn't mean you know i mean charters managed to raise money and and, and do some other things it, it it's i mean money certainly matters but um you know, I think that's part, part part of the struggle is certainly people just don't want to, they they feel like they I think sometimes they feel like they've failed when they don't, you know, let it go. I think instead, I would hope they'd start to feel like, hey, we got a partner who wants to help us and we're going to embrace that.
1: I'll echo that. I think that we have tried so hard and uh, with the help, certainly helping leadership of the Innovative School District and their superintendent uh, with the help of, the public schools of robinson county and their superintendent we have tried to forge that partnership but I, i'm gonna you know I, I it doesn't matter what my title is i'll never be anything but just an old ball coach and so i'm going to break it down and be much more simple i think that we're all human beings and change is hard and people are are uh, typically resistant to change even if uh, we all know that what is happening at, at individual an individual location is maybe not working. So I think Rob, Rob hit the nail on the head. You know, those good folk uh, want to, to solve the issues of their own community, uh, maybe not, not lose control of a school. But I think if we can go in and, and let it be clear, and, and how this law is unique, and I think then um, uh, Representative Bryan and all the other folks that worked on this bill, the reason North Carolina is so unique is there is a start time and an end time. Uh, we are not in Southside Ashpole forever. Uh, there's a f- initial five year contract. That contract can be extended three more years uh, to a to a total of eight if all parties are willing. But this school is going to return to the public schools of Robinson County, and each new innovative school district will return to their school district from which they came so this is a short-term change it's a short-term partnership where we try to do things a little different and and leave behind a blueprint we think of success for that school in that community for those scholars
0: Got it. yeah almost like a almost a turnaround period now i think another thing that um may have confused some folks or 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 turned them off or, or what is uh the organizational structure is, is unusual. It's a little bit different. You know, so you've got Achievement for All Children, you've got the Innovative School District, you've got Team CFA. You know, why, why does it make sense to structure the ISD this way?
1: Well, I think, um, let, let, me, let me talk about uh, Achievement for All Children, Team CFA. Team CFA is uh, an organization that has about 20 schools across the country and 14 operating here in North Carolina and our mission um, is to develop the next generation of American children uh, and we're doing that through charter schools. The reason Achievement for All Children came into being was that we were so supportive of this innovative school district law and we wanted uh, to work in this area and help uh, be a part of, of improving these schools. But we could not, did not wish to, could not change the mission of Team CFA and Team CFA's mission is to work with charter schools. This uh, this school has charter-like flexibility, but it's not a charter school. So that's why we had Achievement for All Children. The Innovative School District is the district that the law created. And uh, this is where the school is housed, uh, why, it, why it is involved with the Innovative Schools. Um, we are the operator. Achievement for All Children is the operator of the school for this five-year period. And... Um, that's kind of how it works. It's a little bit of a convoluted story, uh, but uh, it takes a lot of ingredients in one mixer to make a cake. So,
2: uh. <laughs> You know, and, and Tony, I'll echo one thing. We, we worked on the law. We understood, you know, part of the goal would be to recruit, to try to recruit some charters that have a lot of experience in, um, in particularly in, 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 in schools that have been underperforming or in, you know, in, in areas where you've had a lot of kids who, have not been, you know, meeting meeting the bars we want them to meet, and like like let's say a Kip or others, right? And it was also to say we like community buy-in and say if there are charters in North Carolina that are that if maybe maybe historically the majority of their kids have been, you know, already doing okay, you know, from an academic perspective, and and the schools allowed them to you know maybe achieve more, but to encourage some other charters to say, hey, I'll jump in and try to tackle a school um, that has really been struggling more, to see if they can turn some of their attention. Um, and, and to Tony's point, that sort of needed a separate entity to technically do that. But, but using the same curriculum and standards and sort of um, – a lot of the other pieces of, the, of that puzzle, but to, to go apply them in a particular context that is certainly different. Um, but Team CFA had a lot of experience in rural areas, obviously, and there's a lot of good matches um, for this particular school for, for the entities to, 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 to repeat the, the, the slightly convoluted point. But I think that's
1: why the structure ends up a little, a little weird. And we encourage our friends uh, in, the, in the charter space and and others frankly uh to apply Uh, if you've been a successful school leader a successful school leader can apply as well so we really uh encourage other folks to get involved in this work i think that the uh, new schools under consideration will be announced fairly quickly and i just encourage our our friends that that work in education to uh, think about uh, taking on a school that maybe has struggled uh, for a long time and help be a part of the solution to help those young people.
2: Yeah. And to to echo Tony's point, I've reached, I mean, I've had conversations with some of my teach for America friends, other charter friends that are, that are still involved in charter schools around and said, Hey, this is a great opportunity. You guys please apply. I mean, obviously it's been fun for me. Uh, You know, you get a unique opportunity when you lose (laughs) reelection to, um, it's not something I would have been able to do um, had I not, but it's been fun to um, get to be involved in a, in a more um, hands-on way. And um, when I was down in Roland, I was just, you know, really excited. Um, and, and, and and I don't know if we're going to touch base on Bruce anymore, but Bruce major, the new head of school is a phenomenal leader and um, was basically the chief operating officer at sugar Creek, I think for years which has been just an extremely successful charter in charlotte so it's just been phenomenal to see the
0: team of folks and the excitement down there well great well i look forward to keeping up with Southside ashpole and the innovative school district and and seeing how things progress over the next five years uh but that's all the time we have today uh rob bryan tony helton thank you both for your time thank you thank you Thanks so much for spending some time with the Longleaf Podcast today. We hope you learned something. If you have any ideas of topics you'd like us to take on here on the Longleaf Podcast, let us know. Send me an email, andrew at longleafpolitics.com, and we'll see you again soon.
2: So many favor that motion and say aye. Those opposed, no. The ayes have it. The Senate stands adjourned.